How are you, folks? Welcome back to Just Normal Men. My name is Brian, and I am live from London. And I'm Jay. I'm live in Dublin. Oh, Woo. fantastic! Um, yeah. Bit of a hiatus last week. Um, I had some one. technical issues, and you were then away. Um, technical issues being they switched off my internet for 48 hours and said it would only be off for one hour, um, which wasn't ideal. And the worst thing was I actually spoke to the engineer as I was walking. Like, he was doing it, and I was like, oh, I'll go to the shop because can't use the internet. And I uh, went to the shops, and as I was going down, I was like, oh, hey, how's it going, man? And he was like, hey, oh, don't worry. It's going to be back up in an hour. And I was like, yeah, cool. Not a bother. And then <laughs> Just kind of kept sitting there and then it was getting like later towards like the football starting and me having to work on it i was like okay really really need this to come back and then it just didn't for like two days so um yeah not not ideal and then you were away how was your trip over across the water it was lovely yeah it was uh we dropped um our son off to his grandmother's she's living just outside of leeds um in normandy we dropped him over there so she could spend some time with him and myself and Sarah went and travelled a lot of the UK um, down to see a friend in Brighton, then up to Leicester to see my sister. Um, yeah, it was really nice. A lot of travel. Trains are expensive. English trains, trains are so, so expensive. It was the, the flights were cheaper. like. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. Really, really good. Um, very enjoyable. Some drinking, some eating. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Some merriment with friends. Some general merriment, yes. <laughs> we, we are big fans uh, of merriment in these parts. We do enjoy merriment. So how um, does it feel that you've lost your personality that is AFCON? Uh, it feels a bit relieving. It was a bit of an anticlimax in the end. I think because we're 10 days away, probably last week I would have been more passionate um, mm. about it. But, uh, it was a bit of an anticlimax for Nigeria in the end. Um didn't really play well in the final took a undeserved lead and it was kind of like yeah this feels like it's been um it's been it, yeah it just felt like ivory coast to be honest with you they have this incredible story of nearly going out being the host losing four nil sacking their manager and then coming back so yeah, and really the scoring the scoring the winner as well yeah pretty cool yeah we're being a cancer survivor recently and and going on to to uh to score the winning goal is it kind of it's like that role? um you know when like there's two finalists in the x factor and yeah like one's really really good and the other one's okay but has a great story you yeah know what i mean like <laughs> the narrative was was quite was stronger around uh around ivory coast but look they got the final and that was kind of something it, it was a bit as you said a bit anticlimactic for us but uh there's not really much you can do when they lose you're just kind of like defeat and then didn't really post anything and then the next day it was like kind of well let's do a bit of a post-mortem but had all this like great stuff planned and then suddenly uh couldn't couldn't Ah, do it so Um, uh ah well did anything uh annoy you being a 30 year old man this this week uh i'm 32 thank you uh yeah i'm sorry yeah i know i'm aware i'm aware uh did anything annoy me um I I went back training. Um, haven't done anything over the winter, and was kind of fearful uh, of my first training session on Saturday. And the ground was quite soft. I, I ended up having to pull up because my hamstrings. I've never ever ever had oh, hamstrings. No, and my hamstrings felt like they were going to just fall off, and I had to stop. I was like, I actually can't run in this. Um, in this. Uh, on, on this surface so yeah that was that was the only thing i was like oh god i'm i'm getting on here um but yeah i've trained a couple times since and it was it, it's uh not too bad but i think it's just that surface that was my my only thing i will tell you a good story though about training was in the morning on saturday and a few of us wanted to watch a liverpool match so we were like training and then i had to go and finish the ladies training session so I did that and then we we're like okay we'll go up to peckham and and get a pint kind of forgetting it was like half 11 in the morning um <laughs> so we went up to the first pub and the lads i tried to get open the door i was like oh, i was closed oh the pub's closed we're like, oh yeah it is half 11 in the morning 
And then we went to this other pub. We've actually been in a couple of times. And I was also closed, surprisingly. And then they were like, right, well, there's this old reliable and it's like a dump, but it appears to be open. Went in and Pint of Guinness was actually quite nice. Full of like old Irish alcoholics and then <laughs> us. It, TV situation was very good for a, for a pretty bad pub. Pints of Guinness, 390. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. And I was like, I'm, only, I'm not really going to drink because I was working out of that evening. Um, and then I was like, that's like, I just bought around there for about 13 pounds. And we were like, yeah, I'll have one or two. And then suddenly it was 4.3. <laughs> um, it's like, ah, and then the lads were going to move on to another pub. And then I couldn't say go to the other pub. But uh, yeah, I was like, three pound 90 pints is that's good stuff. That's that was stuff. that was good stuff. Um, but yeah, anything annoying big... you being a 32 year old man? Well, joining on that, uh, I think I've seen somebody complain about. Uh, they they paid six ninety for a pint, and it was like, oh, it was a fella from down the country, obviously, and he was like, oh, just paid this for a pint in Dublin, and it was like six ninety, and like a a cocktail for eleven euro or something like that, and I was like, this man has never either never been to Dublin in his life or doesn't even know what price things are. Like he was posting it, and it expecting this big long like outrageous can't believe you, you, Dublin's a kip and all this and it was just like a regular place for a pint yeah but it shouldn't be a, I, I agree I agree with you but I agree with him as well like it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be that no but it, it like the, the way he was yeah maybe that's the problem is that we're so set in our minds now that a, a pint just costs upwards of 650 um, yeah. that seeing something around that is normal which it shouldn't be I did like so the the price obviously in that first pub was six was three ninety or whatever it was three or something, and uh, then later that night I ended up meeting a couple of lads for a pint in Philomena's in Holborn, and it was like six seventy five, six eighty. And I'm like, how is it three quid more expensive just because you're in ten minutes on the tube, like yeah, yeah, it makes absolutely no fucking. I, I I don't I truly do not get it. how can one pub sell it for so cheap and it actually be quite a decent pint, mm. and one pub sell it for you know whatever uh, can you hear that in the background yeah yeah, yeah 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 the, no, uh, just, just, the, no. the vintners and the publicans over here now are complaining that they have to up their prices and someone in temple bar is charging 10 euro for a pint um uh, that's mental like i i've this like i understand all rent and supplies and everything is is becoming more expensive but I think that Just trying to maximize pro- maximize profits. That's yeah, it. like it, I, I'm a, a performer, and my I I still charge the same as I have for the past kind of three four years. Yeah, um, and it's only starting to kind of re- I'm only starting to kind of feel it now that I'm like, oh, this is getting a bit tougher. Um, but yeah. that's not that's not my fault. That's the the rise of inflation and the absolute dopes that we have in power at the moment. Hmm. But um. Yeah, like it's it's hard to take a side with them. I mean, I fair enough if you if you need to up your price, you don't need to up it by fifty percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's crazy. Um, listen, other than that, do, you sound like two uh, L fellas in a fucking. Yeah, but here. listen, I, I ah, like it. It, it, it. It's just normal, man. It, it it gives us something to give us some sort of structure to this because if we it's just true. let the two of us. Come on here and start chatting. We'll spend a half an hour talking about absolute hoop, and then hoop not actually get on to um, what we want to talk about today, which is a the possibility of a united Ireland, which is also, of course, full of comedy. There's, <laughs> there's so I mean, much room for jokes here. It it can be. It, it absolutely. It, 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 I'm sure we'll find a way to talk yeah. about jokes and somehow bring in um, talking about paedophiles at some point. That's, it wouldn't be an episode just normal men. <laughs> um, I think from the outset we should say that there's a very um, there's a thing that I've kind of noticed and it's among my friends from the north and and it's it's true is that like 
we kind of live in this idealized world of what a United Ireland looks like, where the reality of what makes United Ireland work and not work will be in the North. Um, so it obviously does have an effect on, on the Republic, but we have to acknowledge that we are two men from Dublin talking about this issue that we can kind of talk about in like a far away yeah. uh, sense because if there was a vote tomorrow and it didn't pass, we would still live in the Republic. Um, So our lives wouldn't really change. Um, And I mean, I live in London, so my life definitely wouldn't change. But just that's something I think we should, it's important to kind of put that, that everything we say, we know that it's in that context. And we are both aware that although we were growing up during the time that things were really bad, we weren't in it. Yeah. So we cannot give that kind of perspective. No, and no, no, nor would we. You know, we're very no, absolutely not. No, we understand that the uh, the reality is that we're discussing something that very it didn't really affect our lives, but is more of just kind of an interesting, interesting topic. So, So, yeah, you go, you go. No, no, you go, please. I was just gonna, I was, I was, I was just gonna ask you the question straight up: Would you want it? And let's start from there. Yes, I would want it. I would want United Ireland. Um, I'm a big advocate of United Ireland. I think it would, uh, it would, it would just right a wrong um, that you know is nearly over 100 years old now. Um, and God, that's actually made me feel really old. Sorry, this is an absolute sidetrack. But you weren't there. Um, you're, you're not 100. No, uh, no, no. But you know, like I, I was. This is so weird. Like I, you know, I would have said, "Oh, geez, like, I remember." Even, it feels like yesterday. I, I no, but you feel like growing up, Street, growing up, like reading for Michael. <laughs> growing up in school, and they were like talking about like history, and they were like, "Yes, yeah, so seventy years ago, blah blah blah, whatever." Yeah, and, yeah. Whatever. It's over a hundred years ago. Like, oh fuck, that's I'm I'm getting on. Um, yeah, so I think like I definitely would. I think would right or wrong from a hundred years ago. Um, I think, but you know, look, that's that's more of an emotional thing rather than the reality of. Of, of of now and i think it would massively benefit um ireland as a whole um i yeah. think there's a lot I... of questions to be asked, asked and a lot of people who have valid points about the economy and how it would affect us and what would happen but i think it would it would only benefit um the north massively because currently i don't really think the uk government really gives a shit they don't um, care um so i agree completely with uh, everything you said um i feel exactly the same there's sentimental value there's um yeah the feeling that it's writing a wrong that should have never happened mm. um so rather than the two of us just talking about how great it would be um I, <laughs> we have to look at kind of both sides um and the, so we put this um up to instagram and uh, uh, like you said, a lot of people came in saying that we can't afford it and um, mm. that it would be a huge hindrance on our economy. So um, I had a look at it up and this comes from, so it's from uh, this document. It was called Shaping a New United Ireland um, and it was released by Ireland's Future. Um, now, this has to be taken with a pinch of salt because this is an organization that is striving towards a united ireland so they want it yeah. so they're obviously gonna try shape it as best they can um i won't go into too much detail but in general it kind of covers the fact that um so the fiscal gap between taxes collected in the north and public spending was like 9.2 billion pounds hmm. they say that you should take into account that northern ireland will no longer pay like the defense funds that they have to pay already which is like 25 percent of that taken away already um and other general things that would be spread out also there's the possibility that the the uk government have a, a kind of moral situation on their hands where they can't just go here take it and yeah. uh, <laughs> not um and leave them completely in dust. although it, it is their style um <laughs> they, have, uh, they have previous <laughs> yeah moral code is not top of their list at the minute um or nor has it been 
Um, so they kind of estimate that it would be kind of three and a half to four million euros a year is what or four billion sorry not million that'll be great for uh, three and a half to four billion euros rather than what people are estimating saying oh it's 10 billion is what it would mm. cost us um it wouldn't be anything near that that's just in general that as i said pinch of salt because this is only uh it's what it could be and it's coming from people that want to united ireland so you have to take that so yeah, yeah I think- the argument of of we don't we can't afford it i feel like it's kind of a it's kind of an irish thing to like play down we're like oh yes we want it but like what are the problems what are the issues and yeah obviously as you've explained there there is a bit of a a gap um in the bank accounts if that was to happen but i think we were hearing these arguments during the celtic tiger you know we're, we're hearing it now when ireland is you know supposedly the most the richest country in the world because of all the US um multinationals and stuff that are based in Ireland. Um but I, I feel I, I feel it's a bit redundant um in a way because countries always find the money yeah. for these things. And and okay I think we could you don't want to end up in a situation where Germany reunited and then East Germany economically lagged behind for so long. I still think it does lag behind economically to to west germany because there is this kind of generational um thing between the east and the west obviously um so we don't want to end up kind of with the north just being like a pariah within the state i don't think that's going to happen though um i think to have a second city like belfast under control of one government um would massively benefit the economy um you know i think I, I can understand from people in the North's perspective, especially if you're from a unionist background, <laughs> of like, oh, what's what's United Ireland going to look like? What's it going to look like for me? Would I give up the NHS? I think the NHS is a massive <clears throat> um, thing in the North, um, and rightly so. Yeah. Would yeah. I give up the NHS for the unknown? I, I'd be wary of, of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, again, everything I say when I'm kind of being like, oh, what I, that is, is kind of coming from a devil's advocate point of view rather than, you know, I, I don't think we should just want it and then just be like, well, let's do it. Now, I, there's a little bit of that, like, you know, kind of suck it and see, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to go. But you get, once bit. you do it, you can't really go back. And Yeah. So yeah. the economy-wise, I think, I, I think what, A, I think the EU would pump in a load of money. Um in terms of projects because it makes them look very good. I think the mm-hmm. Americans would, would, you know, they love an, an easy win. Um, and for all of America's major flaws um, in international relations, I think one of the things that they have done quite well um, was kind of backing the peace process. Yes. And I think the idea that th- I think they would also be like, well, you know, there's funds available. If they're sending funds to Israel and Ukraine, um, and various other places they can spare a few bob to help us you know create a functioning society um so i think i think the the money isn't a major issue for me it's not a major major stumbling block but as you said that was the response we put out a lot of people were saying well it's the first thing it it, nearly the biggest response that we had um was people saying i i'd love it but we can't afford it um so that's why i looked that up and and this um kind of collective of people seem to believe that it won't cost like four four billion although obviously is an incredible amount of money i mean we're, we're building a hospital for nearly the same price at the minute like, mm. yeah which yeah. is absolutely ridiculous that's a whole other thing but as you said they find money and mm. there's the 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 obligations that the eu have because it, it we are part of the eu and they're mm. they're gaining a, a country per se um the moral responsibility of the uk what they would have to do you know like yeah i think the nhs is a big thing up there and rightly so as you said i I, if especially in the current situation and the financial situation that we're all in like one just the thought that you might have to pay for a working class person you have to pay 50 60 quid every time you go to the doctor and 100 quid if, if something happens to you and you have to get an ambulance like it's that's a yeah. that's a lot of money 
to, yeah to, so for to, those who maybe are listening and, and and don't know ireland has doesn't have a fully socialized healthcare system um it has a kind of mixed bag um so look the the the, the reality is in ireland if you can't afford healthcare it will be given to you as if like to pay for it it will be given to you for free which is great um but then they basically charge anyone who kind of they they, uh, they do this thing called um, the VHI, which is voluntary health insurance. There is other insurance companies available, um, but the VHI was the original one. And you basically pay a premium and that covers your um, health care, which is, isn't a terrible system in theory. It it um, almost works. I think it, yeah, almost, it almost works. I think there's a group of uh, a large, probably most people, unfortunately, that earn between 30000 and 50000 that can, are making too much to get the medical card yeah. and not enough, <clears throat> excuse me, that they would be able to pay for private health insurance. So yeah. there's the, the, the well, everything will have its flaws. You know what I mean? Um, but it, I, yeah, I think it almost works. Yeah, it almost um, works. And there's been, so there's been talk then of switching to an NHS style system for everyone for quite a while. Um, it's been named Slanger Care. Um, but it's been kind of just bandied around as like political football for, I would say, about 15 years now. Um, and for me, I think the introduction of Slauncher Care or, you know, just even doesn't have to be the, the same thing, just a, 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 some sort of NHS style, proper NHS style system in Ireland is, is a massive stumbling block, I think, within voters, because I don't think it's really spoken about now. Um Though my girlfriend is is from a kind of northern unionist background, and it is something that's kind of brought up by them the odd time. Uh, but I think the, the when you actually get into the trenches of a debate, when there's a campaign on leading up to a, a referendum, I think it will be a major talking point for unionists yeah. and for people who are against um, a United Ireland. I think they will say, well. The reality here is you're going to lose the NHS. You're going to lose everything you get in the NHS because the Irish system is on its knees. And they will have plenty of examples to show um, to the prospective voters and say, look at these. Look at this. Now, you can argue that that also happens to an extent in the NHS. It's, it's kind of on its knees a little bit because of the Tory government. But the reality is it, it can the, the NHS could be turned around by pumping more money into it in the right places mm. and doing certain things. The Irish healthcare system needs a complete overhaul. revamp, an overhaul. Yeah. So I think that will be a major um, major stumbling block um, for people in the north um, on like, this is this is what you'll lose. So I think the economy and the NHS are probably the two, if you take it before we get into like the emotional side of it, yeah. um, I think those are the two based in reality um stumbling blocks for absolutely yeah they're, for, definitely they're they're too yeah without emotion and without history and mm -hmm. stuff like that they're two very um statistical ways of looking at that maybe this is not the best option for either one side or the other um, how far do you think the uh the emotional weight of it could balance out that uh I actually kind of reality um, battle. My general consensus from talking to people over the past couple of years and and meeting different people is that I don't think as many people care anymore. Mm -hmm. As in, it, it's a I, and that's kind of evident by Sinn Fein um, getting power up there as well. That it's not mm -hmm. so much people just want to be looked after. And the whole kind of historical element isn't as much there anymore, or yeah. it, it's a very it's a small group of people that are completely against it for just the historical yeah. and emotional and religious reasons. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're, I agree with that. That I think that the actual just people who are just staunchly against it for no reason other than um, their background and their history on both sides is very small. Um, but I think, you know, like say people who were 
this is a, this is kind of sounds like a stupid example, but people who were like, oh, I'm not really into international football, you know, don't really care when Ireland are playing. And then as soon as Ireland get into like an actual like tournament or into a big game, suddenly this wave of kind of patriotism and 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 feeling for it. I feel like people like that, people are like, ah, kind of on the fence because they're not really being pushed on it. So yeah. if they're like, well, now you have to, you know, you have to get off the fence one way or the other or not both. But I think it's better, you know, that, that you do. I think suddenly people will be like, actually, do you know what? Yeah. On both sides. Less yeah. so, more on the, look, I think in the South, this referendum, if, you know, when it comes to be, will pass overwhelming. Like it won't, yeah. it won't be a question. Um, because, because, as you said in the beginning, realistically in the long run, if it doesn't, it doesn't really make a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think most people will vote because they, on the emotional side. A hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like they, they, they'll literally just be like, "Oh, it should never have been," and yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Not thinking about the actual logistics of it at all. Um. Mm. So yeah, I hundred percent agree. I think up north will obviously be much more split, but Mm. I, I don't know if it's as, I think. I think if, uh, hopefully the actual lead up to it and the the kind of parties fighting for it or against it will really matter up there. Because yeah. I I think yeah, I think they'll act, they just want to feel like they're making the right decision and they're being looked after and that it won't be a case of all of a sudden uh if you're a unionist we, we don't want you here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Move, move, move to the UK if you don't want to be here. That they won't have a place here, which is not my opinion. It, because listen, there's there's plenty more people down in the Republic that I don't agree with on most things. <laughs> like, yeah. so I, I don't, I don't really care what you believe as long as we're doing the best thing to move forward as a country. And if that means joining together and becoming one again, then 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 why not? Like, well, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, like someone asked me the other day, would I want a new flag and a new national anthem. And I kind of was like, oh, that is a question. Um, mm. And I'd say, like, in an ideal world, no. Yeah. I quite like the flag. I quite like the national anthem. But if you said you can get a United Ireland under government from, um, from Dublin uh, and you have to having you flag and you anthem i'd probably take their hand off yeah because yeah, i look I think... i'm not saying we need to have ireland's call the single worst song of a rich <laughs> please no um, no let's just no. veto a veto there. I'll, I'll call for another referendum another referendum <laughs> if that happens there's not <laughs> yeah. a hope I'll, it, it'll be either like if, if it's going to be ireland's call it's a no for me i'm sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that's that it. bad of a song that should, be the... not... <laughs> <laughs> that should be on posters <laughs> Just in case that it, yeah. if we say yes to this, is Ireland? I'll be asking in the ballot room. Sorry, do you know anything about um, Ireland's call? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, is that going to be it? Like, are we just going to have that? Yeah, that, <laughs> that like, should be Ireland's call. Uh, like, yes to uh, <laughs> yes on United Ireland, and then in brackets, like no, but no if Ireland's call becomes the national anthem. But like, yeah, oh, I, like, I, I think we have to. I think a lot of Irish people have come around to the reality of that unionists and loyalists in the North are, have as much claim to being Irish as we do. And that in United Ireland, and I think this was Sinn Féin's issue um, politically and kind of the, maybe it wasn't the reality, but it, it was how it looked for a really long time of those unionists and loyalists aren't just going to disappear not gonna like no they're not just gonna move away because yeah yeah they're a large chunk of the population on the island on the island they would become a very important voting block in in a uh united ireland so one question i think it's starting to um i think Sinn Féin have gotten much much better at it in the last kind of few years is asking it's like how can we make your lives better now they're they're still yeah. you know the conversation on on you know, when they're asking unionists for the most part, it's like, well, we don't want to partake in that conversation. Our loyalists, you know, I would say the most the, the most ardent supporters, but they, there's definitely, I think, especially since Brexit, I think 
there's a certain portion of the community up north that didn't massively identify with the kind of staunchness of unionism and they don't really feel um welcome in nationalism so they describe themselves as northern irish just kind of yeah. somewhere in the middle and i think since brexit and looking across at the uk government and being like wait that's how they view us you know they, they didn't really mm. ever think about us in this and the chaos that they've kind of thrown the north into for the last few years i think that made a massive difference in that cohort because they yeah. were like oh shit and i think you know the irish government being like well we want to you know you'll be eu citizens you'll be this you'll be that i think has made has made a big difference in that cohort but we do have to be you know it sounds it sounds like a massive cliche like oh reaching the hand across the wall and whatnot but like it's what it is it should be like how can we make your lives better um, absolutely and i think uh, yeah, Patrick Keelty made a very, very good point. Um, I think it was before he took over the late late show, he he was he was either on it or he no, he was on Tommy Tiernan, that's what it was. Mm. And uh the the controversy about the Irish women's team uh singing Celtic Symphony was just kind of in the in the zeitgeist at the time mm. and he Tommy was asking him about it and he said Look, obviously, I have history and I have my opinions and everything like that. But it, it to think that we we want us all to join together, but we it is extremely arrogant to assume that we wouldn't have to move some furniture. You yeah, know what I mean that we wouldn't have to change some things, like you said, like the national anthem, the flag. I mean, the flag for me means what it means, but. We all have to be happy. We all have to be, yeah. as you said, it has to be a case of, okay, well, how do we make this work together? Not just yeah. it, it, like, oh, we'll figure it out. This is the way we're going. That's not the way it, 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 it should be at all. We could do it together standing tall. No, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, oh, every time I, 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 I never really liked it. I, I, I'm not as much of a hater as you, but what really, well, I wasn't, but what really killed it for me was all those lads on the plane going to France. I think oh, we were yeah. up singing it. Oh, Jesus. It's I think it's the worst song ever written. Horrific. Absolutely I'm used, horrific. In fairness, like, so if I'm watching, say, the Six Nations, uh, I will mute God Save the King. But oh, I will also cool. equally mute. Not because of any historical context. I just fucking think it's shite. <laughs> I think Phil Coulter is worse than Hitler. That's, that's what I, that's I think what Phil Coulter is as bad as the British Empire. Phil Coulter <laughs> yeah. has done as much to us as the British Empire. He committed did. a worse crime <laughs> than any crime than Hiroshima and Nagasaki when he sat down and wrote. Cromwell, the mall of them. Like, come the day and come the hour, get the fuck to prison. Right? <laughs> it's a war crime. Yeah, I have no time for it whatsoever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we are being, we're, we're making it. We did find humor in this. Finally, uh, finally. But finally. I did, I do agree with you. Like we, we as you say, that that Kielty point of it is arrogant think that we won't have to move any furniture is yeah, is bang on. Um, you know, I think like. It's it, it it just is is this question of like and I've always kind of found it with Sinn Fein and listen I'll be I'll, I'll be open I voted um, Sinn Fein first preference in the last election um, mm. because I thought well I was very impressed with the candidate Louise I think it's Louise O'Reilly or Louise O'Reilly um, and when I met her one day in Swords and I was quite impressed with a couple of Sinn Fein candidates now obviously there are things about Sinn Fein that I'm not particularly enamored with um mm. but i and i think Sinn Féin are kind of playing a bit of they've been clever but uh I, yeah there's there's things I'm, I'm i'm not particularly pleased with them about Absolutely. in saying that um one of the one of the issues i think i've had with Sinn Féin for in my kind of life of being kind of politically aware is like i always felt like they didn't really have a plan for day one. Yeah. You know, like what happens the day after? It was all about, oh, we're going to United Ireland, United Ireland, United Ireland. You go, okay, cool. What happens? What does that look like? Yeah. Tell us what, and like, then, you know, if you're, if they're that 
keen on it, which they very clearly are because they're 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 not in power and it, they're it's their one thing that they're pushing now. Mm. It, it, okay, well, start telling us what 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 that looks like. You know yeah. what I mean? What, I, I think like, they did contribute to that um that documentary that you that you read out earlier. I think they were a contributor or something behind that. So there is yeah. some sort of plan. Um, now it seems to be more of a thing, but for so long I just felt like, what what happens? It was like they thought, oh, well, this is never going to happen, so we yeah. can just keep saying it. Uh, the same thing. It, it's the same thing. What happened in the last vote? They, yeah, they they got in and they weren't ready, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it happened. They didn't run oh. candidates. They probably wait, won hang, hang on, wait. Oh, I didn't think this would happen. Like, like what? Sure, I think one of the candidates not, went on holiday. She was on holiday it's, when she got yeah. elected. They were just like, <laughs> oh, well, I don't dance. I just never thought that was going to happen. What? <laughs> and I looked at you. I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, I can't remember where she was. It might have been Claire somewhere. But it was her kids had bought her and her husband a like 30th anniversary wedding present as a holiday, mm. um, like ages before. And then she was running. She was like, oh, well, I'll go and do the holiday. It's only the count that I'm going to miss. And then like, suddenly <laughs> she was elected. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. yeah. They seem, oh, yeah, yeah. they seem they they seem to to from what I can see to have some sort of plan now. Yes, they seem but we to are know what we want. We yes, do, there is a there is a, a great chance that it, when United Ireland comes to pass, that Sinn Fein won't be in government mm. in the south. They probably will be in the north, but they won't be in government in the south. And I think, in fairness, and it takes me a lot to say this to. Uh, Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil that I think in the last couple of years they've noticed the wind change they were always you know yeah. okay previously you would have said Fianna Fáil were very that's the whole point of their existence is to reunite Ireland um, and Fianna Gael the opposite um, but I think and here they are together here they are together in bed but I think that we're back where they belong uh, I think that uh, Fianna Fáil since probably the Good Friday Agreement um and being so instrumental in, in in making that happen, have always been a little bit more cautious about you know just being calling for United Ireland because they know that it's a you know politically quite they were involved in the negotiations, um, so they're quite aware. And I think in the last couple of years have kind of moved back towards their original position of we should be doing this. And Fine Gael, yeah. obviously, you know like historically partitionists, um, I. I think Leo Varadkar in the last kind of four or five years, maybe even longer, maybe since Brexit actually, which is nearly 10 years ago, by the way. Um, mm. I think he's become a oh, little bit more. Like, that yeah. yeah. I think he's seen uh, change. And I think like just even conversations I've seen him I mean, having topics. He's yeah. Uh, about. But like uh, realistically, I mean, Leo Varadkar is, would change his stance on anything. You know what I mean? He, He's a an openly gay man who was against marriage for a very long time. You know what I mean? So hmm. I, I wouldn't be um, jumping out of my seat when he calls for United Ireland. But no, I, yeah, I wouldn't uh, be, but the idea you mean, you mean that, that, yeah, oh, 100%. No, and uh, it, 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 if anything, regardless of, of who they are as people and, and uh, as a party, they, they, they the, they're so like, um, we'll just do what the people kind of want and uh, populist in sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They will. The fact that they're even thinking about it and talking about it means that it, it it's it's starting to come. It's starting to happen. Yeah. Things are starting to it's starting to change. You know what I mean? So um, and I think Brexit did Brexit. I mean, I've spent, mentioned it a few times. Brexit did massively. I think people like I. I never thought I'd really see United Ireland in my lifetime. I thought neither did I. No, but it wasn't even a, it. When they made the Good Friday Agreement, it it was it wasn't a like a, oh my god thirty year plan. God, um, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't meant to be in thirty years. It, it, yeah, yeah, it 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 was it wasn't even really part of it. It was like okay, let's let's just fix what's going on here, and then we'll deal with that down the line. Yeah, it was just creating a mechanism for it to potentially happen, but when that would actually uh that mechanism would be used was kind of like ah it'll be it'll be quite a bit in the distance yeah uh, and i think that 
the, the, since Brexit and just kind of how the North was, like, throughout the entire Brexit referendum, there was a small cohort of people, mostly politicians from from uh, the North who were on the Remain side, like Sinn Féin and stuff, saying, what about the border in Ireland? How are you going to man that? But yeah. the Little Englanders didn't really care. It wasn't about that. Shocker. Um, shocker. And then I think it was Edward Carson um, who said, I think he said, I can't remember the exact quote, but he, he was talking about the, the Tories in England and he was like, they'd sell you down the river. I, I've completely butchered this quote, but he basically said he trusted them and they sold them down the river. And a hundred years later, the exact same thing happened to the DUP. They were like, you know, became a kingmaker in this very um, torn up parliament. They were promised X, Y, Z. And they thought, we're, this is it. We've made it. You know, we're at the table with the big boys because that's all they want to be. They just want to be British. Yeah. They just want to be part of the establishment. And then, you know, when they needed to, the Tories just went, all right, see you later. Bye. See you later. Um, thanks for your votes. Uh, we're thanks for your vote. You're gone. Um, sold them down the river. And I think that that just made a major difference. As I said, that cohort of people who saw themselves as Northern Irish rather than British or Irish. But I think it also it also rejuvenated because I think for the first time in our lifetime that I saw this kind of like old anti-Irish sentiment that we thought it kind of disappeared when Pretty Patel yeah. said, you know, we maybe we should just starve the Irish. What the f what? Like I thought <laughs> this was gone. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's something that our grandparents and you know would talk about, be like, oh, these thick patties and stuff, blah, blah, blah. that's how we reviewed. And we we're like, ah, it's not that like that anymore. And then suddenly because we were a stumbling block to this right wing uh, movement in, in England that we were the enemy. Um, and I think that opens up a lot of people who didn't really before never really cared about what happened to suddenly mean like, hold on a second, they're treating us like shit here in this, yeah. in this conversation. Um, and I think that made a massive, massive difference um, to a lot of people. And, and just kind of even just the, just the, how long the negotiations went on, how boring it became by the end, and like how it only just like realistically, the um, Stormont has just gone back into only now, yeah, yeah, it was like 10 days ago, yeah, so two years later, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's just been going on and on and on and on and on, and it all could have been solved by, it, on one hand, having a better plan if they're going to yeah. do Brexit, having a proper plan. I mean, there was never really going to be a proper plan, but theoretically, there could have been. And on the other hand, just not voting for it. I think the DUP, classic DUP, Should never have jumping, you know, being on the wrong side of history, not like them. Um, but <laughs> I, it, I think Brexit just massively changed how suddenly I think after a few months after Brexit, I was voted in. I was like, yeah, I, said, I can, this, suddenly I can see this. You know, this yeah. is. Why, why can't it happen? I think that, yeah. that is also something. We can't just be, okay, we can't just ignore the realities of, as I said, the NHS and the economy and all these yeah. you know, yeah, things yeah. that we do. And, and, and things need to be put in place for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in that case, like definitely they need to be, as you said, the whole time, like it needs to be, okay, how do we make this better for you? If you yes. need the NHS, if you rely on the NHS, then how can we make sure that this is all isn't going to change? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we also can't just be like, well, it's going to be too hard. Let's not bother. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Why can't we? Like, I always have this question about, um, I always hear this about, and I, I had this argument a few times with the Irish government. Um, it's like, ah, oh, we could never do whatever it was. I don't know. Just give me like any topic. Ah, oh, like, oh, say build an NHS style. Ah, oh, we couldn't do that. Well, why not? It's not like it's not a naturally occurring phenomenon that we can't change or can't control. This is man-made. Of course, we can change. You know, like there's no reason why we can't. Um, yes, it would cost usually, a lot of money. Usually, it's yeah, it's it, that's the reason because it would mean the possibility of not as much money going into the economy and therefore going into their pockets. Like that's always the reason. As soon as they see 
the a, a red line on a profit and balance sheet. They're like, nope, absolutely not. That we're yeah. not doing that. Um, and and not caring about what people actually need and what actually people actually want, which has been the problem for God knows how long. Yeah. Um, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse, unfortunately, uh, particularly um, over the past while. Like the, the and as, as someone who's kind of in the middle of it and seeing the 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 interest rates and this and everything flying up and you're just looking at these not making any effort to do anything different <clears throat> and that's it that that brings it back to why not what like what there's always if you can't do something explain it to us explain yeah. the reason why like and like you said, it's for everything. Every time, I oh, know we can't do that. No, nope, yeah. couldn't do that. That wouldn't work. Why wouldn't it work? Yeah. We're not idiots. We're not just because you use a specific way of talking, and we don't talk like that, or the general population doesn't talk like that. Doesn't mean that we won't understand when you tell us why you mm. can't do something. And that's yeah, and, by the losing trust. Yeah, and even when it, like I think at the moment, just the current crop, and well, I've been say for the last hundred years. Um, <laughs> the idea that, as you say earlier, the children's hospital, how is it costing more than the Burj Khalifa, and it's still not even open? We're not even close to getting it open. I mean, like we're just we're 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 I mean, when we're making the decision, put the stuff in it. You know what I mean? We haven't. <laughs> I actually don't think it exists. I oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Oh. <laughs> it's actually I was driving when I was home. Where was I going? And I was driving with someone, and I was just like. Yeah, where, around here where is it? Where is it? I've never seen it. it. I, don't I don't know where it is. Seen... Yeah, and that's my own ignorance, of course. But I've only ever seen that one picture of it from above. I've I only ever seen it. virtual things. I don't, I don't even. <laughs> they showed. I, show, I was watching the news the other night and they showed some pictures. I was like, that could be any hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is it? Like, are we sure? Has anyone actually real? who's working on it? Can some like builder or, or, yeah. or contractor yeah, or architect get onto us and please let us know that this is actually happening? Have you stepped on the site? Because it it it, it seems non existent to me. I don't know. It just keeps getting just... The, the period of time keeps getting longer and it just keeps getting more money put into it. But <laughs> it doesn't exist. So big. Its location is now moving. Like it started, I don't know, wherever it started, it just moves into the next town. You're like, all right, so this is just like a traveling two billion children's hospital. Like, I don't know, is it on wheels? Yeah. Can we move it around? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Where is this building? Why? Please I, contact maybe, us. <laughs> maybe we have stumbled across a mad conspiracy theory. But I, I, I am just literally sitting here going, I, I live here. And I go through town a lot. I said I haven't seen it. I don't know where it is. I actually need to look up. Where is it? <laughs> um, new Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital. Ireland. It's on. It's in St James's Hospital. So it says. Yeah, I think it's like added onto the back. What a new great way to hide it. You only see the front of James. Exactly. Oh yeah, no, it's all going on back there. It's all going on. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy building work going on. Liars. You know what? I'm looking at it now. It doesn't look that big. It's probably not. Okay, maybe it is massive, and I can't really tell. But like, you can't really tell because it's not there. Because all you can see is a bare. It actually display. does look like it's not actually there. It's huge. Oh no, it is pretty big. Yet. Yeah. I don't look. Um, it. it, it, it it as as someone who had a kid two years ago, um, and the facilities were were great, and we were very well looked after and stuff like that. But it was, it was just jammers, <laughs> like it was, you know what I mean? It it was crazy. And it says it has six thousand one hundred fifty rooms. It's located on twelve acres, the size of six soccer pitches, the size of Dundrum Town Centre, with an internal street length. Of Grafton Street. Okay. What a weird way to describe it. Yeah, that's um, such a strange. Um, 380 individual ensuite inpatient rooms, 
each with a bed for parent, 93 day beds, uh, 53 unit family accommodation facility in the Ronald McDonald house, 1,000 parking spaces. That's good. Um, but where? I thought, <laughs> where? where do you put the parking? It's it. James's goes right onto the main. Where's it going? It's I thought first... that was a main problem with it that, that people were like, oh, yeah, you're building this big hospital and there's nowhere to stop. There wasn't even anywhere to pull in. Like, to be like, get out. <laughs> Jump, children. <laughs> on, go on, I'll see you in a minute. I have to find parking. There's bleeding kip. <clears throat> okay, so oh, here... Euro on parking I spent. It says it has a tri-location with adult and maternity hospitals on a shared campus. So the existing James's Hospital. A children's research and innovation center. Okay. Uh, first public digital hospital. Uh, that is that is some serious business jargon. What the fuck what? is a public digital public hospital? Digital. Because it doesn't exist. It's yeah, all exactly. online. That's what it is. Virtual reality. Yeah, um, you're going to have the nurse sitting on Zoom talking you through your <laughs> birth. Uh, now here's to... how you here's how you change the tracheotomy. You just uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can do it yourself. Yeah, don't two, worry about it. Two new pediatric outpatient and urgent care centers at Tala Hospital and Connolly Hospital. That's so. The so they're they're part of the hospital, but they're not. They're part of another hospital. Right. Okay. Uh, Twenty two. We've stumbled operating... onto something here, guys. This is this is big news coming out of the Just Normal Men podcast. We've discovered that they're siphoning billions of euro out of the economy, and it's going on a fake hospital. James's Hospital doesn't exist. Um, uh, it doesn't exist. I've just decided now. I know that I've seen it and been in it in person, but I, I, it didn't <laughs> exist. It didn't happen. I've never been there. Yeah. It does have four uh, acres yeah. of outdoor space with 14 gardens and courtyards. That's lovely. That is nice. And it's got 22 operating theatres and procedure rooms. Oh, look, it, it sounds incredible. And, 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 I'm, I'm, we do, as I said, I, I was there. Uh, I wasn't having the baby, but um, <laughs> I was involved. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, your your involvement kind of ended fairly quickly. Uh, it did, yeah. But I, but I helped her a little bit. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, uh, no, I mean, your involvement was nine minutes. Nine minutes it probably was about nine minutes. About nine minutes. Ah, uh, at a push, at a push. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're. Like, you know, this hospital doesn't exist. No, it's not real. It's not. No, we listen. We do it, and it's great. But there's no way it should be costing this much money. People, How do we get on to this conversation? I, just, it doesn't matter because uh, this is the only way you find these sort of things out. That um, yeah. that people are building fake hospitals. Um, you just what, what now, we're we're gonna wake up in a lab tomorrow now after being. <laughs> well, what, what, no, that, that, what is it a front for? Because we can start a conspiracy theory right here. Okay, yes, 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 yes. What is there? It's definitely UFOs. UFOs are big now. People are spotting them. So, you think it's like, is, is it like our, airport? yeah, like our own kind of Area 51, maybe? Oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> the aliens are coming for the tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Great, the, the aliens landed. They've been, talk, they've been chatting to Apple for the past 10, 15 years. They're like, listen, lads, you just have to come to Ireland. It's a piece of piss. You don't pay a cent. So low. <laughs> just throw, no, them a few, throw them a few quid every now and again, honestly. And then they'll try sue you a couple of years later. But you don't have to yeah. give it to them. You don't. Yeah. You literally, you don't have to give it to them. It's fine. Yeah. No, the EU will, will say you have to pay this. And then the Irish government on your behalf will sue the EU. Um, <laughs> Like, no, don't take it away from us. Yeah. Thing, uh, I think we could definitely those right wing nut jobs that are floating around at the moment, um, who we should say can go fuck themselves. Uh, we could definitely spread this conspiracy and completely uh, undermine anything that any point they're trying to make by pushing them to <laughs> telling them that there's a UFO, this is a UFO airport, it's not a children's hospital. <laughs> we just them to go yeah. on public forums we yeah. only just need to get on one like into one whatsapp group that's all we need to yeah do. exactly into one of them. one forwarded um, message yeah say something then, like kind of racist and uh, yeah. we'll get added to a whatsapp group um, and then we start talking about how the children's hospital is a front for a ufo airport that aliens are coming here to take tax breaks so most conspiracy theories conspiracy theories are uh 
dripping in anti-Semitism. They always, they always, yes. make always, um, always back to the Jews are doing something wrong. Yeah, always, literally every single one. I read a, I read a thing about it a while ago. But why are all conspiracy theories, even if they have nothing to do with Judaism, <laughs> they're linked to anti-Semitism? So we just have to convince these people that Jewish aliens from yes. Mars are. Are, are landing a thing and then suddenly they're like i knew it like new world order <laughs> this is what i've been saying what <laughs> we could bring down this nutjob fucking uh faction in two days 100 we could have thousands of people outside uh James's hospital in inverted uh, commas yeah that's um, what they wanted to the call yeah that's what they want you you think you were there but where are you like really think about it. Were you? Did it look different to any other hospital? Were you, brought, were you just you were in an in an ambulance? They're like, oh yeah, you're 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 you're. This is James. Oh, is yeah. it? These ten foot translucent men were probing me with an anal probe, and but I left and I thought, wow, what a great colonoscopy. Um, yeah, those you know doctors, man, they're unreal, and like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing. Oh, this is definitely we could definitely get this going. Yeah. We could do this. We could. Do we should. This. So I mean, let's maybe, get maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but it, it, it's all through. Um. <laughs> These unvetted males are oh, coming so in on spaceships males. <laughs> to St. James's UFO airport. <laughs> They've been coming in for years. They're not they're expanding the hospital. Years. They're expanding the airport. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know if they're males. These unvetted aliens. Yeah. These yeah. unvetted genderless aliens. Listen, I might I, I might be racist and misogynist, but I will not. I will not get anyone's pronouns wrong, okay? I'm just not that <laughs> There's one thing you say about those right wing people. Oh, uh, they, they, you know, they never misgender someone. They never, never misgender someone. No, no. They're, they're very, real, like, they're very progressive in the way that they think. They're very progressive in that way. Uh, you really have to admire <laughs> them for it. Um, what, what were, I can't believe this started as a United Ireland podcast to... Listen, I was a bit worried when we, we, we got about half an hour, 40 minutes in, and we'd kind of said everything we needed to say. So I was a bit worried about what we were going to talk about for 20 minutes, but we got there. We got further than we thought we ever would. Um, <laughs> We've just only scratched the surface of this change. This is, <laughs> this is what we wanted from this podcast. We wanted us as 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 close to us having a conversation as it was. And this is definitely something that we have would have talked about sitting over a point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Is James's Hospital a UFO airport? Is, More on that. Is... More on that next week. Definitely. <laughs> More on that as we get it. <laughs> this is a developing story. We're gonna have to uh, stay live. Press the live yeah. button. <laughs> You're just gonna be outside James's <laughs> half an hour live on Facebook. <laughs> I am here to question draped in a tricolor. Yeah. And you have to be draped in a tricolor. Yeah. And you have to be just an absolute whack job. <laughs> Like not not like a bit of a whack job, no. absolute head the ball, like hundred percent, and 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 yeah, maybe we should do conspiracy theories next week. Did we ever do that? Oh, that's a maybe good one. Oh, we did cults, so maybe we can do conspiracy theories. Look at us, look at us, just figuring it out as we go along. That's conspiracy really theories is a good one. The best podcasts just workshop live in recordings. <laughs> and, that's what I and, and do not stick to that topic. At all, you know what I mean. It doesn't matter as long as you end up talking about something absolutely ridiculous. You are on the right track. That's what. The if best you have made is. it this far into the podcast, fair play. Yeah, I can only apologize, and um, we're trying yeah. our best. Um, <laughs> it's been an hour now, so I think it's, it's been time an to hour go. now. Yeah, let's it's call right. it there before this gets any worse. <laughs> before we uh, say something we regret. <laughs> The Phoenix uh, Park Zoo is actually <laughs> a farm where aliens look at animals, or humans as animals. Oh, it's crazy, man. Crazy. It's mental. Yeah, let's, uh, I'd love to find some Irish conspiracy theories as well, because we always swords hear about the American swords. <laughs> Why does swords, swords not exist? Mind. 
Uh, no, you've never met anyone from Leitrim. I know one person from Leitrim. No, you don't. Oh. He, that's what they want you to think. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know right. why. Yeah. He talks about Leitrim like it's Las Vegas as well, which is weird. But uh... <laughs> He does. He does. I mean, it right. is. Have you ever been Carcassonne? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been Carcassonne? There's a cycle tower in the middle of Carcassonne. Yeah. And a rooftop pool party. Great times. Great times. Yeah, let's okay. call it there because this is getting worse and worse as we go. Um, we're, we're now talking about badly, but it's gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, did, we had a bit of serious chat for a solid six, seven minutes and then yeah. it descended pretty badly. Um, okay. We'll call it there. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to hear from Good you. See you. <laughs> see you next uh, week. Do interact with us on the socials. Um, gives us yeah. plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, Especially and we'll see Jay's, Jay's Facebook Live later outside James's hospital. <laughs> see you there, eight o'clock. <laughs> James's hospital, as they as they like to call. It. <laughs> All right, bye. Come on, see you. <laughs>